What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bionic Podcast. I want to welcome all my listeners on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and on any other listening platform. I have a really, really, really deep emotional family uh, episode uh, planned for you guys. I have my cousin here from Montreal, Luigi Melli, uh, my first cousin. Say what's up, bro. What's going on, guys? What's going on? So we have a really awesome podcast planned for you guys. Me and this guy have gone through so much. Our family has gone through so much. So we're going to take it back. This would have been an episode I would have loved to add to the Meet Team Bionic first series that I did. But... Lou lives in Montreal. He's originated out of Montreal. We're going to talk about how uh, our family came to be and all that type of stuff. But we're going to uh, start by doing a quick toast in the Bionic mugs. Cheers, bro. In the mugs, guys, we have yoga, peach juice. If any of you know the one... The little Italian peach juices, it comes in apricot pear, your favorite flavors. Italy just won the Euro Cup, so we are super pumped and feeling extremely patriotic. Siamo noi means it is us. We are the champions. Uh, In the last episode, I was wearing an Italian jersey, so you already know the boys are fired up. But we're going to get into it, bro. Um, How was the drive here? Quick and easy. Quick and easy. That's it, best driver. So, <laughs> so we have um, kind of like a timeline podcast planned out for you guys, where we're gonna, gonna uh, kind of start from lose uh, childhood, kind of like all the episodes from Meet Team Bionic. So, I have here, bro. Like, what was it like growing up in Montreal? Uh, where did you grow up, and uh, what was your living situation? So, obviously, as you know, I grew up in Villamard with uh, no, 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 my grandparents, and at the time. Daddy was staying with us mm-hmm. uh, Your dad My, my dad My uncle And uh, The relationship started from there We Me and my uncle got very very tight I don't even call him my uncle anymore I call him I call your dad my brother Yeah so what's Tell everybody the age gap Between you and Nick So the age gap is 10 years I'm 39 right now And daddy's 49 Yep So we're gonna be hitting Two big milestones soon Huge 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 And um Short and sweet, man. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. So, I owe a lot. I owe a lot of my knowledge and my upbringing to your dad. And um, we can start from there, man. Yes, you, you, you guys had such a cool story, guys. So they grew up in a really small, like two to three bedroom apartment, and they actually slept in the same room for like the longest time growing up. In, so in the same bed, also in the same bed. At I was times. scared. I was scared to sleep alone when I was younger. So I would go and I, <laughs> and I still tell daddy today, like scooch over, right? Scooch. <laughs> and I would and I would just like sleep with him in the bed, you know. It's awesome, guys. I I grew up with uh, stories of my dad when my dad was young and partying. Like he would try and go out, and like Lou would be like his little brother, like trying to go out with him, trying to go hang out with him and his friends and stuff like that. So I always thought that was super dope because I never grew up with a brother. And uh, my dad's brother is a lot older than him, right? Like yeah. both of our uncle, like it was uh, my uncle, our uncle, Lou's mom. And then my dad was like 10 years later or something like that. It was so. fun. It was fun. It was, um, it was different. It was different to have a brother, right? So you, you notice it when you have your own kids that, yes, it's sometimes it's a bit of a headache to have two kids, but you see it. The upbringing is you get tighter with a brother and a sibling, right? Of so. course. Yeah. So, and I mean. I don't want to go into too much detail here, but um, we, we spoke about it. You know, Villamart is like a very small town. Everybody knows everybody and stuff like that. And, and you, you would say like it's a bit rough like around that. Yeah, it's a bit rough. Like, uh, you know, back in the 80s and the 90s, everybody grew up like, you know, it's like I always say poverty is a great motivator. Right. So I grew up 
poor with my grandparents, right? So you had to start working. I had to start working at at a very very young age, and um, so I had to give back to help my grandparents, right? So you learn a lot from growing up poor and trying to better yourself every day and trying to work hard to to get out of that state, right? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, literal, like get out of the hood type shit. Yeah, like never forget where you come from, obviously. But you try to you try to give back, right? Like Nas at thirty nine, like even now when I go see my grandmother and my mom or my uncle, like you you always try to try to do the best for them, right? So mm-hmm. look, I'm I'm trying to do the same thing for my kid now. You know, you you have to teach, like you know, like we always talk about all the time, like rule six. You have to give back because mm-hmm. I believe in giving back. You know, and it's it's not monetary wise, but you mm-hmm. know. Just as much as you can. As and what, much what as he's you can. referring to, guys, is um, the like Arnold's uh, six rules of life, and and just I know this is going to be like a jumping around podcast, but you guys know I was trying to keep it on track. Um, but like Arnold and like bodybuilding, and and the reason why I got into any of this was uh, you were like a huge inspiration to me. Like always, like growing up, Lou was like always going to the gym, always like deadlifting, squatting, benching, and and stuff like that. And and Arnold was like a huge, huge inspiration for both of us, right? Yeah, he, so he he literally changed my life. Yeah. So it was, uh, it's a it's a crazy story, but it's um. One of my old friends, I still talk to him to this day, but um, big shout out to him if he's listening, which I'll I'll send him a text later. He I uh, used to play hockey, uh, as you know, when I was younger, so he wanted to come with me. Older older guy, right? So it was funny. First shift I get on the ice, I bust my knee. So I ended up staying at his house to recover. Mm-hmm. So every morning he would go downstairs, and I I asked him, I said, well, like, where are you going downstairs? He goes, oh, man. He's like, I got a gym. I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm training. He's like, yeah, you know what? He's like, wait for me. I'll be back. He's like, here, watch this. So he gave me the movie Pumping Iron, and it just—it's over. Changed it, your it, life. It just changed my life. It just, yeah. as as you could say, it's like it's it's in the books now. No, so. that movie that movie changed a lot of people I know's lives. So, yeah, bro. And so the next thing I wanted to move on to was um, kind of just to like build up on like your your upbringing is uh, like you went to college. Where yeah, you- I went to college. I went to John Abbott. And uh, I never finished. But what did you study there? I studied uh, commerce. Okay. I have a uh, one of my best friends today is a chartered accountant, and I wanted to be just like him when I was growing up, right? So I went to commerce. It was it was harder than I thought. But then what happened was like like I said, right? I had to work mm-hmm. to, to, to sustain, to sustain life, myself yeah. and and my grandparents. So I was going to work, but I was working more than I was going to school. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I had one semester left, but I just dropped out. And I continued working. I was working at the restaurant at a restaurant back then. Okay. And that's when I started. And I just started rolling into work. Yeah. So n- that's perfect for the uh, for the podcast. So the next question I have is, uh, what did you do for work uh, leading up to the big Toronto trip that we're going to talk about in a bit? Talk about like just a couple jobs that you had in Montreal that well stood after out, after the, the ones that you did the longest. Yeah. Right? Well, after the restaurant, I went to work at uh, McDonald's. I stayed there for about two years. Then after that, I was working. Um, my buddy had a company uh, doing uh, like uh, skins, uh, like uh, not skins, but like, you know, they, they would butcher the cows and take the, the skin off the cow and they would send it to my buddy and he would like salt the skins and they would send it to Italy for like leather. They oh. would make like uh, all kinds of stuff with leather. And, uh, you know, sometimes we go into an old Italian house that had like the, the carpet, the, that carpet, that cow carpet. Yeah. So stuff like that. And that's when... 
one of my good friends today got me a job into construction that's when it started i started working construction i was there for five years then i left that you did roofing for a bit i remember I did that roofing for a long time growing up and that's when i i called daddy and i said listen i think i need a bit of a change so it was about I think 2008 so would you say maybe you did like 5 to 7 years of construction yeah. like labor work you were like I, more than I, that. I did more I did more than that I did uh, I was in roofing for about 7-8 years I think if Jesus I'm not mistaken Christ. and then so. I did construction I was doing uh, infrastructures downtown in Montreal mm-hmm. like cement work and stuff like that I was there for 5 years and you know one day man you just you wake up and you're, you're tired you're yeah. just you're mentally, Bro, you're mentally I remember fatigued and this guy called daddy and I said listen I need a change I remember when you were like trying to work out and, and stuff like after work and you'd be like yeah, just butchered from the labor it's like, impossible man being in the sun for like 10-12 hours a day like, yeah you, you could do it like obviously that's the goal right is to be mentally strong mm-hmm. so it could push you to do other things yeah right? but your body takes over your body that's it your body gets tired it fatigues like I get it I understand you know some people they say like how do you guys do it after a hard day's work like you got to be mentally strong but that's hard you got to be the training has to be smart right too mm-hmm, so for sure so yeah so then the big trip leading up to toronto um was a a big transition period in my life which is funny because so when my parents separated i was in grade five and i think it was like the year after when i was in grade six um lou decided to make uh the trip to toronto to live here and he moved all of his stuff and uh it was really cool because it was like dude like dude like getting a new roommate like my 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 first cousin like my older cousin another thing too you guys know from the meat team bionic series is like my uh, my family my immediate family that lives here in mississauga in the gta is all girls so i grew up with like girl cousins all the time like never really had a guy to like hang out with play things with or whatever so i had this guy come and live with us but he was like he's older like you guys know like he's turning 40 i'm 23 years old so there's a solid age gap even though we're first cousins but it was a good time in my life man it was it was a very you could say it was rough but i think it brought us all together all together this is the question i have for you what happened while you were here in toronto uh for work so explain that first like like kind of what were like so, your job opportunities explain to everybody like because everybody qu- maybe questions or is like hey like both of jules's parents came from montreal to toronto they said it was for opportunities they said it was forever so describe your experience coming here so and when i so when job. i came here you know how daddy is right he's got that you know you can't don't, stay, you home, can't stay home mentality you know the failure is not an option but is it staying home is not staying an home staying home is not an option right so like every day home is a day lost and it's i i take that with me today too right for sure so when i came here he told me he's like look get on the internet get online look for work do something right mm-hmm. so i ended up getting a job as a car jockey at honda on uh, if i remember at dundas and i was there man i was working six days a week and i was making like 323 bucks a week Jeez. and it was like man it's gonna be hard to to be successful here in toronto right because i didn't know the li- the the life i didn't really have a sense of what it takes to live here yeah and sure. what like you know like montreal, culture, culture shock it's a, like right? a bit of a culture shock right because montreal is easier you know you know somebody to get you a job you know like you're 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 you're, you're more accustomed to the to like the cult the life there right yeah, yeah yeah so here it was like a big you know it was a it was a big change for me right then I, I I was telling Dad I go you know maybe I should look for a place on my own and it was like it was impossible. Yeah, it's it's bro living here is fucking yeah hard. it's it's hard man it is so. Then I stayed for I stayed with you guys for six months. Then I I I called Seal 
I called Nick's older brother, our uncle, and I told him, I said, listen, I said, you're going to have to come pick me up. I said, because I, I can't do it here anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I still have, a, not a little bit of a regret, but, like, you know, me and daddy, we got into, a, like, a bit of a tiff, right? But, yeah. you know, and you know how I am, too. Like, I, I get very emotional, and, I, and it, it's funny, because you can ask daddy today. I thank him every day. I send for, him a for text. That ex- for that experience. For that experience, because... What I learned with daddy in, in that amount of time, like, you know, it's, you can't buy back time, bro. And mm-hmm. I tell you this all the time, the time you spend with close friends, family, no matter how much money you have in the world, you'll never buy it back, bro. And that's why I stay close. That's why I text you 10,000 times a day. Mm-hmm. You know, you can ask even all my friends, like, how many times does Louis text you? He's like, oh my God, man. I sometimes have to keep him on silent. <laughs> but you know what? They'll never say. It's out of pure love. Yeah. They'll never say this guy never kept in touch. Right, so that's that's the goal, right? Besides other things, you know, staying yeah. together, whatever. You know, you like just we're going on in a little bit of a rabbit hole, but no, of you, course, but no, that a hundred percent, I see that because like you, you guys just you didn't see eye to eye. Like Nick saw it as like there's a million opportunities here, or whatever, and you saw it as like maybe like not or like it was a bit more difficult than he was making it seem. Yeah, for sure. But when you're young, you know, you, you think you know it all, right? Yeah, that's oh, what that's sure. what happens, man. Yeah, you know, you, sure. you're young, you're immature. You, you know, you, you're always you, like I was telling that. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. like you have the yeah, yeah attitude. I call it right. Yeah, but like, the yeah, yeah. But then when I you go, fucking love that. Yeah, you know, like so it's like when you go through it yourself, you mm-hmm. really like, like like I, like I told your mom today. I'm like, you know what? When I was younger, didn't really pay attention to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. But as you get older. You you know like you like obviously you know like I meditate every morning now right like mm-hmm. half an hour so you think about everything people tell you you know you reminisce and it, it all comes to I don't want to use the word light but it all comes to like to to, to light right yeah, yeah. so you you you're really thinking about it. you're like oh man I remember he told me this mindfulness it's yeah you're really you're really putting it into perspective right mm-hmm. so that's uh, that was a crazy time. Now, to, to, to lighten up that story a bit, because you know, it was it was a really good time or whatever, but the stuff that we did in this little apartment, oh, you could man. picture me at... I, I'm, I'm so bad with this shit, though. Like, kids and, like, their grade and how old they are. I don't fucking know. Yeah. How old are you in grade 6? 11? Yeah, who Some, Something like that. Like, 10 or 11 years old. Cat's, like, 7 or 8 years old. And uh, my, my question is to you, uh, what's a story you'll never forget, like, living with us? Best story of all time was I got that second job at the mall. Yeah. Remember? Because I wasn't making a lot of money at Honda. Yeah. <laughs> so you got another job. So I got another job. I got a second job, right? And the job was, if I'm not mistaken, 9 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night to like 3 in the morning. Yeah. Because I would start at Honda like at 9, 10 in the morning. So I had like 5, 6 hours. Yeah, you worked like a 9 to 5 and then yeah, you worked like, the night right? shift. So it was, Savage. So, yeah, so it was, it was working at the mall, Oakville. Oakville place. Oakville place. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, it was mopping the like the 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 mall. It was yeah. mopping the mall, right? They had the big machine, whatever, right? So I came home at three three thirty or four o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden at seven o'clock in the morning, I hear the microwave flying. You were all pissed off because, you know, obviously, you know, we didn't have a lot of money back then, so Daddy was gave, gave you popcorn and water for lunch. <laughs> And then I hear a cat come out of her room playing playing music full blast. So I woke up and I just, you know me, man, back then I just snapped. <laughs> I was like 7 o'clock in the morning. I was throwing the couch pillows everywhere. I'm like, I can't sleep in here. What is this? 
You were but sleeping out on the couch. I was eh? sleeping on a couch. Guys, we, it was a two bedroom. My dad's master, me and my sister in a bunk bed, and then this guy in the family room. So like, like literally, he heard everything. And and yeah, honestly, like it's. Uh, I don't think we talked. We we talked about it too much on Daddy's episode, but when we were in that apartment it was tough times man yeah. like we we really didn't have like a lot of like snacks like and when you go to elementary school here like you get first snack lunch and second snack like he'd be giving me like like three four granola bars and like a bottle of water like send me off to school like yeah. you know and 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 you know same thing too is like it's a single dad bro like you know don't tell me that as soon as parents split up or whatever like both parent knows exactly what to do right away it was yeah, super man, fresh you know, like and i was like fuck bro <laughs> i fucking smashed granola <laughs> bars all week bro so, and you guys were young so you you didn't have like the understanding yeah, of what was yeah, going on know, also yeah. right you don't know what's going on like I had a little bit of an understanding, but still, you're still young, man. I was like in my middle twenties, like so. You don't. It doesn't really come into per- perspective, right? Yeah. So you, it's only when you get older, man. So I try to explain to you: is so when you get older, you start to realize. You start to realize, right? When you're on your own, when you have a kid, when you do this, when you do that. So it was like you know, like for daddy, man, I have ultimate respect, right? You know that. Of course, bro. I mean, the stuff that we did though was so much fun so yeah like you at the end of the day our family is like it doesn't matter what we have same thing with like back in montreal like you know for us all that matters is like being with each other yeah that's that's what matters man it's like don't you can't overthink things yeah it's not about what you're doing it's not what what you're you're doing what you have what you're reading just being together being together man that's that's what it is and and i find a lot of people can't grasp that concept it's just about being together it's not about asking 10,000 questions, what you're doing, what you're doing tomorrow, what you're reading, how you're making it, this, that, this. Like, I'm here, bro. Let's have a coffee. Let's have a pear juice. And what did you do this morning? And that's it. And let it go. Yeah. Like, just, I find people, like, their, their brain is always firing and yeah. all cylinders. I think, I think uh, uh, like, the way to, like, put that into perspective is, like, being present. You like, have to people be. People struggle, like, being present. It's always about, like what their plans are what they're doing what they yeah. did in the past or whatever but like that's... being in the present like right now right like now what's going on bro the like the power of now bro the power of now that's, that's another heavy book that's a good book so the power of now what's going on right now i'm doing this podcast i told you i was really really nervous through this podcast but you know what what happens you get into the mental state of flow mm-hmm. right so flow you're, you're state, baby. the flow state so you're 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 just flowing mm-hmm. yes i might not talk you know like i came out of uh, harvard university but I, like I said Just get the message out there People are gonna get it bro. Mm-hmm. Trust me People are gonna get it yeah, you... I, I, Like I told you They're gonna get weeded out mm-hmm. People get weeded out quick The negative people All the Like we, we spoke about this before The haters yeah. All that They get weeded out fast Faster than you think you, mm-hmm. you People think Yes you'll always have haters You'll always have the negative people Complaining mm-hmm. all day They'll get weeded out, man. Just and something that I've also noticed as well myself is, uh, and and my business is a bit more mature. Like, in, I've been in business for four years. You've been in business for almost a year now. Seven months. Seven months. So we're gonna talk about your business later. But a topic that kind of happens when you start your own business is you really see. Because I was talking to a buddy about this, but you yeah. really see when you start something and it's like your own and whatever, and you're trying to do it like full time. Like you really see who's actually there for you, for you. who 100%. actually wants to support you. Not like yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking support you yeah, over yeah. text or I'll like your picture. Like yeah. what does liking a picture really fucking do? Like actually sharing a picture is a bit more of like a, yeah. a thought thoughtful act where like you're sharing yeah. a post that your buddy's brand made or whatever but at the end of the day like it, it makes it almost like blatant and obvious the people that are just like 
either don't want you to do well or you know what I mean. Yeah, like, but but that's what I tell you to do, right? Every day, you know, one of my very very close friends to this day changed my life with one line, and he told me two years ago. He said, "You do you." And that's it, and everything else will fall into place. People want to be in your life, bro. They know how to do it. It's not hard. Yeah. People have eight phones, eight iPads, sixteen laptops. They know how to get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. So if they want to support you, they know how to support you. Yeah. One text away, a phone call. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's me and you are very also like phone call, phone call uh, preference. Well, like now I started doing the FaceTime, so I like the FaceTime. Yeah, too, you're right? fucking ripping the FaceTime. <laughs> I'm ripping the FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, I like. You used to be Samsung guy. Yeah, for Samsung. Now I switched to Apple. Last year was another deadly story. So. <laughs> I switched to Apple and I was like all like I was all lost on the Apple and I'm like you know like Tanya looks at me like yeah you know you can FaceTime I'm like what FaceTime like, what's that because I was so used to WhatsApp right yeah WhatsApp so now I'm like calling my buddies I'm like what's this kid doing man he's FaceTiming me I'm at work you know <laughs> like I got my buddy I'm FaceTiming him he goes you know I do work right so yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hangs up and but so we'll, we'll bridge on from that actually so tell everybody what you're currently doing for work now like the ships so obviously you know it's been eight years now i work on the, those big tankers mm-hmm. or bulkers sometimes i carry fuel around the ontario east coast i did the arctic for four and a half years but that that, that took a toll because you know you leave for like three four sometimes five months at a time so mm-hmm. it takes a toll on not only on yourself but on your family right so mm-hmm. it's so now you're tell everybody like you're doing 30 days on 30 days off yeah so normally. i switched my contract now so i do about a month a month home a month a month off right so it's uh, a month home and a, and a month at work mm-hmm. so it's for me i really believe in that quality of lifestyle because when i'm home it's like you have no boss right it's you can do your you, you have 30 day vacation yeah it's much. like a 30 day vacation right yeah. so Obviously, so tell, 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 tell them why like you prefer that versus like a nine to five. Because uh, I did the nine to five, man. You know, and it's like, you know, you, you, you wake up in the morning, you have to go to work, you come back and you're just, you're, you're still thinking about work. Then when you wake up, you got to go back to work. So for me, it's like the flow is like you're always in work, right? Yeah, you, like you, you never have, you never get out of it. You never get out of it type. Mm-hmm. And plus, yeah, you know, yeah. I, my kid, I want to see my kid more often. Yes, I leave my kid now. Mm-hmm. But like What people don't understand Is when I'm home For 30 days It's quality time It's not like You know But let's say I go back to work Construction Wake up at 5 in the morning My kid's sleeping mm-hmm. I gotta leave I have to go to the shop I come back at 7 o'clock at night He's getting ready for bed So what What did I do mm-hmm. I didn't do anything right mm-hmm. So now when I leave for a month He like Well he was born into it So he He, he gets it now right Yeah like yeah it, yeah he So kinda, Yeah he just He knows that like, yeah, Daddy's gonna be gone for daddy, a bit Like he knows back. now Like you know Tanya goes with the calendar And stuff so when I'm gone for three days, obviously now with the technology we have, like we have, plus I work here. So it's not like back in the Arctic where sometimes, you know, you, you have no Wi-Fi for 30 days, you know, you're, you're freaking out and it, it, it plays a, a big mental game too, where you got to be mentally strong to do that job. You know, people think it's like, yeah, but it's all physical. No, you're in like a little, little cell. It's yeah. Like it's, like jail. it's like, it's almost like jail. It's like you're, what you have is what you have. Like that's you, it. You right? can't drive. You, no, you can't go to like Jean Couture or like. What do you guys have here? Uh, shoppers. shoppers. <laughs> you can't go to shoppers here and it's buy like what you Montreal need. Slang. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you you gotta buy like you gotta bring what, what your you stuff, need. what you need, and yeah. that that's that that's what it is, right? Yeah, anyway, sure. going back, it's like so when I'm home, like obviously, like I said, like I I, I focus on my family, I focus on myself, and that's going to why I 
I opened LTC Nutrition and Performance because I was home. Mm-hmm. Obviously, during the pandemic, you know, I had a lot of friends of mine, you know, asking me, if it, you know, can you help me here? Can you help me do this? They were, you know, like, I have a gym at home, obviously. So people were coming to, the, to train at the gym. And not like, obviously, not obviously. One last topic I want to talk to you about before we go, because that's, that's the last thing we're going to talk about yeah. is, your, is your company. Um, as I wanted, I want to talk to you about, so you went back to Montreal. Uh, you met Tanya. I met Tanya. Okay. And uh, how long were you guys together before you got married? I was with Tanya for three and a half, four years. Okay, so about three and a half, four years, you meet this girl. She meets us. Love her. She's absolutely amazing. That's it. The rest is is history. The rest is history. You got married. Um, Tell everybody the story about me at your wedding. Because this is like a cemented history story for the Mali family, like... Well, no one will ever forget this. Tell, tell them what happened. The speech. Oh, okay, the speech, and then. Well, I got the the. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell them. I don't give a shit, bro. This is the, a podcast. The, the, <laughs> that night, the night we couldn't find you for two hours, and you were par- <laughs> you were paralyzed outside. I'm like, where? I, I look at Tanya. I'm like, where's Jules? My cousin came. I can't find them. So we go outside. And you're on the grass. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? But listen. It I was what, young, dude. I, 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 I didn't was, know how to tolerate my... Guys, this was the thing. I think I was like 17 yeah, at the no, time. You were, yeah, you were a bit younger, 16, I think, 16, 17, yeah. and in Montreal, the legal uh, drinking age is 18. But when I got there, and this is just a Montreal thing, when I got there and I asked for a beer at the thing, it was like the big thing because I was wondering if I was going to get carded. And the guy's like, I was like, oh, can I have a Heineken? Gives me the bot doesn't ask me one question, yeah, dude. There's no, no, and I didn't no. have like a crazy beard or anything back then. No, so you were still had, young, right? Yeah, I just had long hair. I look like a sixteen. I still, year old. I still have the picture, ex- the exact picture that I took with you. I, I have it in my in, in your head. head yeah, in my like head, I right? had like a clean shave, like yeah. flow, but like the guy didn't question me, so I was like, all right, guess I'm getting licked. But and you- the big thing was I had to do a speech, so <laughs> I was so fucking nervous because. My, me and my sister are completely different like my, you guys know like I'm the sports guy my sister was like uh, acting so she always grew up like on stage in theater doing like musicals dances all this type of stuff so for my sister to get in front of people and say something she doesn't give a shit like she just doesn't care and people think like I have like uh, like fluent speech on the podcast and shit like no. it's cause nobody's here it's cause it's a camera I don't give a <laughs> shit you know? but like if there was like 300 an Italian person wedding like 300 people there uh, 400 people there and I'm standing there with a mic in my hand I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have my thing was I'm gonna have three beers before the the speech. So I had three beers. I did my speech. Uh, it was this big funny thing where Lou was busting my balls for a tracksuit, like one of my hockey tracksuits. But it's funny you say that because my phone got jammed, but okay. a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And I was going through the pictures, and that and it came up to the speeches, and I just went through the speech this week before I came here, and going to the tracksuit, I was driving you nuts. No joke for like. 10 years almost Close Yeah like my whole time Playing hockey Your whole, your whole hockey. time playing hockey I go man You know like I always come and see you I come down I come down every 2-3 months You know all I ask Is for a tracksuit I'll pay you for the tracksuit Like I'll order one I don't yeah. know how it works well, right? th- that, That's the thing right It was like the weirdest thing Like you, everybody gives their size And then they give you a tracksuit But nobody knows Where they come from Nobody knows where you buy them Like the team just gets them You know so I was always like Oh yeah you know It was, it was mostly my dad man I was yeah. like fucking 10 years I old know, You're I asking know, a 10 year old To get you the tracksuit I know I know my But I always was, My dad wasn't asking anybody Like you know he's just like whatever <laughs> so when i got old enough i was like all right you know it's folded it's put away mint mint i still have oh yeah Doesn't, don't even wear I, it. I, I never work it's still mint in the box 
So obviously, as you know, Jules said the, the you said the speech, and he's and then what'd you say? He said after ten long or whatever how many years, this finally happened. So I'm like, I had a not a, an idea, but like, I honestly thought you were gonna give me something about Arnold, right? So yeah. I'm like, mm, I wonder what it is. So you gave me the box. I opened the box. I started crying, right? And Tanya goes, Why are you crying? I said, I drove this poor kid nuts for like who knows how many years for a tracksuit and I finally got it. She goes, you're going to wear it? I said, never. It's staying in the box. I'm not even touching it. <laughs> That's awesome. It was like a Mississauga Braves tracksuit. So it was like the Chicago Blackhawks logo. So it was actually pretty crispy. Yeah, it is. It's still nice, man. It's, it's nice got that nice material. It's, yeah, it's a nice tracksuit. It's a dope tracksuit. And they, like growing up playing minor hockey, you don't really realize, like I was talking to my cousin about this. Like when you grow up, like they give you gloves, pants, the jerseys, yeah, like the everything, right? hat, you know, jacket, it's winter nice, jacket. It's nice, you know, it's nice. It's dope, bro. Like, they, they do a good job here. Yeah, right? it's and nice to represent, you know. Yeah, they, they do a good job in, in the GTA with, with the hockey, bro. They, 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 they hook you up, like, yeah. with everything to look good, whatever. So, you got married, whatever. Next question. Uh, what changed when you had your son? Like... Like quick, like can you, you know, can like, you cry on the podcast? Yeah, bro, cry. I I don't care. I almost nah, cried. I almost cried with my dad. Whatever. But what what was like that that switch for you? Because you you were always into like jujitsu and self defense and stuff like that. Uh, knife fighting, knife knife self defense, and and tactical guys and the army and all this type of stuff. So everybody knows that you're a killer. Anybody that's spoken to me knows that like when it comes to jujitsu, when it comes to like nogi grappling, when it comes to like protecting your family like you you, you, you oh, it's, are it's a, the, you but there was a switch that's why i wanted to ask you this specific question like yeah, well, what it's, it's the hard work you put in like you know like like i appreciate the comments but it's not like you know you have to take like i always say it you know and i'm going to be very repetitive you have to take time to self-develop right so it's you want to better yourself every day look i'm not a, look i'm not an amazing jujitsu practitioner like i'm not Look, I train at TriStar. I put in, I, I, I work hard. You know, I got my buddy that he, he comes to the house. We, we roll together and he makes me better every day because like we call him the fire rocket. Like the, mm -hmm. the kid's a rocket. Mm -hmm. So he, he pushes you every day. So those are the people you want to be with are the ones that push you. Mm -hmm. So I find that's why I'm very efficient. I'll use yeah, the word efficient. You, you love surrounding yourself with people like that. Yeah, you, you have to surround yourself with people like that. And that's what I want to teach my kid bro and we just had this conversation half an hour ago mm -hmm. life is not about money it's not what you're gonna you have to leave a legacy behind you know and and it's it's the truth because like i always say yeah fine you leave the kid money what's he gonna do with it he's got no tools mm -hmm. how is he gonna build a house with no hammer no nails or whatever drill mm -hmm. you know so like it's, you're more you're more focused on like the the, the mindset you got to leave this kid the mindset you got to leave the kid where Look, I used to walk to school at six years old by myself. You got to take the fear out of the kid. You have to make the kid fearless. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, and then that leads to like them feeling that, like they can accomplish when, anything. When, them like being confident. Like When you break the fear bro, of anything, just like now with the podcast, I was literally shitting my pants. Like I'm not used to this stuff. Like When do you ever see your, your cousin on a podcast or just talking? Yes. First, I, for podcast virginity. Podcast virginity, I right? I just took it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so that's awesome. that, that's what you want to do. You want to, I call it breaking the fear. Once the kid breaks the fear, like now I wake up in the morning, he, he's ready to go, man. He's, he's like, like uh, he's like, he, he, call, he calls me Papaps. So he goes, okay, Papaps, we go train. I look at him like, you want to go train? He's like, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get it in. And I'm like, that to me, bro. Tell him how old your son is. 
He's gonna be six. He's five years old. He's five talking re- about training. Yeah. The kid's a tank, bro. You know, not because he's my kid. Like people see him, like he's he's naturally strong. Uh, oh, that was a f- another fucking funny story. Your your kid at, at his own baptism. I remember this was picked like, up the bar stool. Yeah, this no t- chairs. The chairs from the restaurant. The this kid would like Lou would hold him in his hand. Like um like whatever just like with two hands and he was like gripping and picking up chairs off the floor and like <laughs> you couldn't smack the chair out of the kid's hand like that, his that, grip strength. That's was when like, I knew. Well, that, there was a funny story because I bought him a toy like a big block. You know where you put like the blocks in? Yeah. It's like a house, you know. Yeah. But the thing weighed a ton for his age. Yeah. Like for us, it's nothing. Yeah. He's like what? Like yeah. 10 so Tanya, yeah, not even. So Tanya's like, yeah, okay, it's supper time. So I turned around, I picked him up to turn. He had the house in his hand. And I'm look and I looked at Tanya. And I'm like, that was the. That's the, my kid. That was a defining moment where I, I said, you know what? This kid, he's going to be stronger than I am. And and that's my goal, bro. It's to break the fear. It's to... He has to be better than me, mm-hmm. which I see it. But, uh, you know, like he's he's young. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. look, what were we doing at six? I was driving daddy mental. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come. Like yeah. So that's... Uh, people ask me, like, what's your goal with your kid? My goal with my kid is not to be like that kid you see on YouTube where he's got abs, he's doing 30 push-ups. No. It's... Exactly what he told me He woke up And he's like It's it's time to get it in mm-hmm. Mindset It's time Hard work man it, mm-hmm. Work bro And I, I, I And just he's put, willing to put in the work And he's really. willing to put in the work And I just put a Well not me Tanya She just put a, something up On Instagram where Laziness pays off now Hard work Pays off later Yeah Right So it, it, it's a process man You know For sure bro And the next question Like leading up to Talking about Cristiano Which for anyone that doesn't know, you named him after Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo. It is spelt the exact same way with no H. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, he thinks he's Portuguese now. He's no, fucking running. I'm not him. Huh? <laughs> no, 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 not you. Not you. Yo, the kid, yeah, he the kid. Run, he keeps running around saying Yeah, because he sees the Portuguese jerseys everywhere. So he's like, well, what's going on over here? Yeah, so the, the, when he came, when he got here, I was like, I was like, hey, Bello, like, you know, we just won the Euro. Like, hey, by the way, you're Italian, by the way. <laughs> just letting you know, bro. And he's like... I'm Italian. Like running around, <laughs> DJ, like DJ. screaming it. He's like, "Yeah, we won. We." Won. I was like, "Yeah, we won. Like, we won." Celebrated. Cristiano okay? Ronaldo's. Uh, he's good. He's good. But he, he came to Juventus <laughs> to play in Serie So uh, Italian it. soccer. At the end of the day, um, another question: uh, Why did you choose me to be the Godfather for this this low man? Well, obviously, because we went through the story with Daddy, right, and. The way daddy raised me, like I'm not. I don't want to say daddy's old, right? I don't want to get, you know. I don't. He's get, not old. He's I don't want to get murdered. He's gonna be fifty, but <laughs> I want my kid to prosper and and like flourish, especially with you, bro. For me, what daddy taught you, he taught me, and you can teach my kid. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, look, I grew up very traditional, you know, Sicilian. The Godfather is is it's a big thing. It's for, for me, it's huge. Especially for Sicilians. Bro. Yeah, it, it's huge, right? So it's like, you know, knock on wood, something happens to me. Like, he's going to be left in the right hands. So that's, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, you know, Godfather is just a... But for me, I take it very seriously. So for you, it was no hesitation, right? It was like, I, I called Daddy. I'm like, I'm going to take Jules. You know that, eh? He's like, I saw it coming. But it's like, but it, I, he goes, I want you to put the stamp on it. Like, oh, bro, there was no, there was no stamp. No question. It was already sealed and delivered. Mm-hmm. It was done. So it was like, he's like, okay. He's like, you're gonna tell him. I go, yeah, I'm gonna call him. And that's and that's that's how it is, bro. And I trust you. I trust my kid with you. My life. That's awesome. And that's uh, 
It's been an experience and a half for me, man. I'm yeah. all, all of a sudden I'm zero jewels, like never been fucking zero jewels in my life. Bro, never. he hasn't stopped talking about you. It's a month. Yeah, he's like, every day he's FaceTiming, he's texting. What's two jewels' number? I said, what do you mean? What's two jewels' <laughs> number? So yeah, I got him like a little, I had like an old iPad, uh, no I, I, iPod, iPod. Oh, They're like it. it's like twenty years old. <laughs> so he's like, so he's like, how do you punch in the thing? Because it's all cracked, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just, yeah. I said, just press this. So it's easy now for him to just to press and FaceTime, right? Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got his own email. He's like, uh, he's like <laughs> sending me emojis and dinosaurs and all this stuff. And like, honestly, man, like, what what a crazy experience it's been for me just to watch your son grow, like from holding him like in my arms, like when I was like still super young. I was, what, how old was I? Like eighteen, maybe yeah, at the time. You were yeah, young, man. yeah, six was, years ago. I was eighteen. Yeah, I was eighteen at the time. And uh, no, I I did it's perfect I, timing, right? It's like just. Right, right as I'm becoming an adult, yeah. like I'm getting out of my stupid phase, like especially now, like whatever, like you know. But it's a good thing, bro. You're running a business, you know. You're, you're, you're mature. You you want to send the right message, healthy lifestyle. Of course. You know, strong. Exactly what I'm trying to do, not only for me, but for him and mm-hmm. for Everybody. people that I want to help. Right. So it's like, what greater message, man? Mm-hmm. You gotta, you have to take care of yourself. You know, like. And I say this all the yeah, time. Yeah, Again, he's always, repetitive. He's always, he's always like stretching. He's always using the sore. Yeah, he's a, he's he gives, in the gym before I am. He gives me massages. Yeah. He's I was like, sitting down the other day and he just like starts rubbing my traps. He's like, oh, I'll give you a massage. Gio. I'm like, what the fuck? And you got to remember, right? Kids watch. So I got to, I have to lead by example, right? Yeah, I can't yeah. be like an idiot like I used to yeah, be. Yeah, you can't say just, like, you can't say what to do and then not practice it. Yeah. Like, like, kids aren't stupid either, bro. They're going to know like, you know, and my dad says, don't do this, but then he goes and fucking does it. Yeah. You know like, I mean? it's like monkey see, he sees everything, man. So yeah. it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah. You have to be careful what you say too, man. So it's like, uh, you gotta, you gotta try at least put him on the right path, you know? Of course, bro. And that's going to lead us into, you know, like on the topic of helping uh, helping people. Um, so I want to ask you, what brought you to create LTC? First of all, tell everybody what it means uh, and what are your plans slash aspirations for the new brand? So LTC, obviously, is Luigi, Tanya, and Cristiano. So your family. And so family, right? I want to name the, the company after, uh, after the family. So I, it took me about a week, two weeks to really figure out because I had other ideas too, right? So... I find it just like hit the sweet spot, the LTC short, you know, nutrition and performance. So short, like long story short, I got into it because like I said, I had during COVID, a lot of people were coming to the house to train and, you know, like I was helping them out and, you know, you start to, to really think, you know, yeah, like, so you had a garage gym, yeah, but like, then like you start to add more to it. Like you, yeah. you, you set it up properly. I like, set it up. You like, put a TV in there, like yeah, a couch, a, a couch, treadmill. Uh, like, yeah, it's it, like, it's a full blown gym now. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. but what really led me up to it was I, when I started training, I try start, I want to do like a, I want to try a tournament. Like I never did a tournament before. Mm-hmm. This is for, this is for no gi grappling right. everybody. So yeah. it's basically like the jujitsu that I was doing, but instead of wearing like the jacket and the pants, like you're just wearing like just uh, athletic, like uh yeah, your rash like, guard and, and shorts. Yeah, you know? so, yeah, ra- uh, I was going to say rash guard, but I'm like the fucking general public has no idea <laughs> what a rash. It's basically under armor. Uh, yeah, type so clothing. what people wear when they go play hockey and, exactly. and stuff like that. Right. Exactly. So, I was rolling with some of my buddies and they're like, man, you know, like you're strong, you're explosive. Like, I think you should lose a bit of weight, right? And I'm like, what do you mean lose weight? He's like, yeah, you should lose weight and go into like a smaller category and you'll, you'll, you'll be stronger you'll be than strong, the guys right? in the group. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, man, you know, man, I've been struggling. With, that's another thing. Like I've been struggling with my weight for my whole life, you know, up and down, up and down. And they're like, no, man. He's like, we got the guy for you. So that's when they introduced me to George Lockhart, right? It was that from TriStar? Yeah. 
so obviously it's it's not going to be George taking care of your stuff like yeah obviously you send the messages you know on Instagram DM he answers but mm. I'll well, tell everybody like uh, so he's a uh, nutrition slash weight cut specialist yeah, for the UFC right he's for, the number not one not for the UFC it's his own brand it's his own brand Lock- he, Lockhart and Leith yeah and he like just give him the names yeah he, he does like everybody in the UFC right now he's got like over 300 yeah uh, he does Connor. He does Connor. He, uh, his uh, my coach, my old coach, just did Dustin Poirier, uh, Eric Pena. You uh, can you you can look him up. Uh, who else? Uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, uh, and now uh, Dan Leith is, if I'm not mistaken, is with uh, Demi Lovato. That's so dope, he, he does like high end athletes. He, Celebrities. He's very well known. He's the nutrition guru, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, with so, like the, so, the amount of people he has on the UFC. Yeah, roster, like he. Like, uh, it's, He's, yeah. he's up there he's When the it comes goat. to the UFC roster He's I'll call him the GOAT Right Yeah for sure So he Linked me up with Eric Pena And um, I did the He has his own platform Right He's got a platform Which I have now mm-hmm. And um, I was 212 If I was If I'm not mistaken 210 And then uh, It took me 127 days I went down to 172 For the tournament so, but it, there's a lot more to it, right? 40-pound weight cut, bro. Yeah, so... That's fucking deadly. It's, uh... It's not... It's, it, 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 people say it's, yeah, it's a nutrition app. It's not a nutrition app. You know, it teaches you your hormones. You know how it is, man. I don't want to yeah, get yeah. all scientific. Insulin, you know... Oh, it gives uh, you hydration. Cortisol like hydration. It's very thorough. It's very thorough. It, it you know, it, it tells you the grocery list. It, it, like, not a... People think, yeah, I got to go buy a dragon fruit. No, it's an everyday grocery list, whatever you have in the fridge. It just, mm-hmm. it updates all the time. It shows you what you what you can make, generates meals for you every day. For sure. And if you want to change the meal, you press on the arrow yeah, and it's like, that's, okay. That's what I was about to touch on quickly was like, uh, as a as a nutrition coach myself, the, um, the ability to, to alter preferences. Like if somebody doesn't want cashews today for snack what else can i have and it gives you like yeah it a gives you a rolodex it gives you a rolodex like, of what to have and, yeah. but it also teaches you like i always say like i had you know i had one i don't i don't, I don't like to say client because for me ltc is about relationships like yeah. i always tell you like, so i had my friend let's say they're they're traveling yeah but what happens if i go on vacation and i tell him i said bro but you know you you didn't want to have cashews one morning you wanted to have pecans you know, so let's say, I don't know. Let's like, say the resort has pecans. The resort has, whatever, like just talking general now. You go to the resort, you're, you're making scrambled eggs, you want to have some fruit, whatever. You know already how much fruit, how much this, how much. Yes, you want to indulge a little bit. Of course. But. Life is all about balance. Balance, right? Me and, and you talked about this as well. The ability to earn that. To you earn, have to, to earn the right to be balanced. I mean, like, I'm not saying that. You know, whatever. If you're happy with where you are, that's whatever. But if you have the goal in place or the goal set, or if you're uh, like a complainer and you're like, I want to lose weight, but I can't type of thing. Yeah. Then you know you for, you have to be uh, strict and consistent for to some a certain pe- yeah. degree. Yeah. Until you can have balance. Yeah. You like, look I mean? for uh, for some people, they they overthink the nutrition. I find right. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, you went to school five years for. Kinesiology, I can't even say. I it. did uh, just the fitness and health promotion. The fitness and health. So you know, at the end of the day, we can hear and, and talk our ears off. It's mm-hmm. consistency. Yeah. That's what it is. And like, again, going back on, I'll, I'll call, we'll call it a, a cheat meal. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, you have to earn it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't start Monday, then Friday you call me and say, "Yeah, <laughs> I, I did good all week. Can I have a cheat meal?" 
So then I'll relate it back to finances. So I'll tell the guy, okay, listen, you worked all week, you made 500 bucks. Can you lend me 400? The guy's like, man, come on, man. He's like, 400 bucks, my pay is 500. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have the money yet to lend me. Mm-hmm. So now let's say I call you in two months, Yeah. right? You have, I don't know, $3,000 saved. And I tell you, listen, Jules. I need 400 bucks. I, no, it's make not- it easy. I need 200 bucks. Three thousand to two hundred. Yeah. Okay, I'll lend you the two hundred bucks, right? You yeah. can you can play with it. Yeah, exactly. So that that's what I look. That's my that, that, again. That's my opinion. Yeah. Everybody has a different opinion, for right? sure. And and I think the thing that you know w- basically resonated with you was just like once you learned the right way to do it yeah. from the best, you were like. I want to give this to other people. Yeah. Just kind of like the same thing that happened to me. Like as soon as I went to school and I realized like this is actually the way to help people. This is the right approach. This is how you make it personal. This is how you do this, that, whatever. It, fitness and health is such like a, a big like wholehearted community. Like if, you, if you're a fitness guy, if you love working out and you meet a guy that loves working out, man, instant connection. In- instant connection. It's like, bro, you get it. I get it. You know, and yeah. there's, like a, there's just a respect there. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, the message Exactly. We're going to end it on this. You We're going to end this. Yeah, you the tell me what the is, message is. Anybody can write a program. Mm-hmm. You know it. Mm-hmm. I know it. Everybody knows it watching your podcast. Anybody yeah. can go on Google, write a podcast. Uh, write a podcast. Sorry, write a program. Yeah. A coach is, like you always tell me, solving problems. Mm-hmm. And a coach also has to get the guy to the gym. So you have to motivate that person. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't, if you can't motivate or you can't inspire mm-hmm. by doing what you do, again, going back to you do you. Leading by example. Yeah. Leading, leading by example. How is that person going to tr- trust you with his, with his health? With his progress. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, for sure. I'll give you an example. You know I'm running. I'm trying to break the Quebec record. I'm for not, 50K. For the 50 ultra marathon. Mm-hmm. And it's not, sorry, I want to go back because I don't want to say the word try. Mm-hmm. Because somebody asked me that the other day, is you going to try and break it? I said, I'm not going to try and break it. You're going to break it. I'm going to break it, but I don't know by how much. And again. That's motivation, people. But I, I do it for myself and I do it for my family. Mm-hmm. I don't do it to go on, to go post a picture. Yeah, I broke the 50. No, mm-hmm. I did it for me because obviously you know the story behind yeah, yeah, the yeah. 50. Exactly. It just fueled me even more. Yeah. So you do better for yourself and you're going to attract, right? And that's. And that's why I had you on the podcast, bro. Thanks, bro. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. We are all done, guys. Honestly, one of my biggest inspirations in this life. If it wasn't for this guy, I wouldn't be who I am today. Team Bionic would not be a thing, and I wouldn't be... I wouldn't have this physique, okay? I'm not going <laughs> to say anything, but this guy at a very young age, I knew I, want, I wanted the aesthetics. I wanted, I wanted to be jacked. I wanted to be healthy. Lou is a huge part of it. Just want to thank you all so much. Do you have any last words? No. Let's go play golf. Let's go play golf. <laughs> Love you guys so much. Thank you again for listening. If you are if you are still here on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel, like this video. We'll see you guys next time on the Bionic Podcast. Peace.